I'm listening to your neighbor's hood. You are listening? You're listening to Your Neighbor's Hood, a podcast for uncomfortable culture conversation, specifically about race. With Hannah and Jackie. <laughs> that was like three of them. Let's do it again. One, two, three. Cheerleaders are crazy. Cheerleaders are crazy. <laughs> Always pushing them. That's what I feel like we both did a cheerleader clap. <laughs> I, not me. I didn't make it for cheerleading. I did it for one football season, and I couldn't do it when, because I'm a football fan, and the cheerleaders were singing first and 10 when the other team had the ball. And I said, you don't tell them first and 10. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> one season, and I was out. How are you, Hannah? I'm... I'm good. I'm just trying to process the fact that you were a cheerleader, but yeah, I'm good. I'm excited for today. I'm. We have both been holding back, right, Jackie? Oh my goodness. I'm. I think I'm exploding. <laughs> we both watch the same show. Yes. It's called Insecure. Yes. It's on HBO, and we. I uh, wanted to do a fun episode because there's just been so much going on right now. And every episode has had some stuff in it that's really heavy. And so we wanted to bring around something just a little bit on the lighter side. Absolutely. I just feel like everybody probably has that one thing that takes them away from everything else, like to escape. And this show has been my way to kind of escape everything. <laughs> yeah. You said you started listening to it before you'd fall asleep, right? Yes. Once season four ended, I started watching it all over again right before bed because it kind of calmed me down and took me took me to L.A. So with my friends and I can be with my friends and all their drama. That's yeah, that's a real litmus test for a show being good. If you can rewatch it that many times because for me if I watch something a second time and it starts to crumble you know yeah but this holds up it it really does I I love the show so what's the premise of Insecure look at me making a new you can't really make there's no intro for Insecure it's just always it's a really amazing playlist yeah (laughs) oh I mean just for the playlist alone you could listen to it (laughs) I wish (laughs) I wish you could see how my husband dances when any of those songs come on ever. <laughs> I, I want to see. What does he do? I will oh. describe it for the listeners. It's oh, a lot of like... It's a shoulder shrug back, this smooth is a, it's, shrug It's backward. got more hip action than I can show you in this frame. Okay. So I like... It's an, a lot of like slow shoulder rolls oh, back like, and then like... Like 90s the hips R&B. Going. Yeah. Roll. yeah. Shoulder to stomach to hip roll. Like, that's what it looks like with yeah, the stank can't stop face, them. too. With the mm-hmm. way your face looks like. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The stank face. Mm. Okay. Okay. So the show's basically at its heart about two friends, two girlfriends. I don't know. What would you add to it? Oh, wait. Sorry. Have you seen... So Yvonne Orji, who plays Molly on the show, mm-hmm. is Issa Rae's best friend. Mm-hmm. And she has also a stand-up comedy special. Yeah. Have you watched that? I have not watched it. How is it? Jackie. I'm envious. I had to watch it last night. 
I finished I finished this whatever this last season was two nights ago and then I had to watch it so I had something to kind of keep me going. <laughs> it's so good. And so she um the actress, Yvonne, is going around and she gets recognized sometimes. And so a cab driver in the South was talking to her and was like, you look like that girl on that show. <laughs> and she says, oh, do I? And she's like deciding whether she wants to engage and admit it. And she's like, what show? What's it about? And he's like, just these two women who just make, no, he calls them girls. Just these two girls who make a bunch of mistakes. <laughs> Is that just a great way to explain it, to, to wrap up the show? I don't show? know. I don't know. It's, it's about um, it's- a female friendship. Yeah, I guess. You know what I'll say, though, is it's about a female friendship, but they just managed to tackle so many other issues along the way. I mean, this season in particular, the tackling of mental health in such a real way, the tackling of postpartum depression in such a real way. Mm -hmm. All of it feels honest. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool when when shows can be about something they can unfold in these real things without devoting a whole show to it or making Mm -hmm. that be the only thing these are just real things that happen along the way i feel like i'm with them i feel like i'm when they're sitting in the restaurant i'm in the restaurant at the the when they're in the living room i'm there too like even when so Issa, let's let's break these people down because some people you may have not been introduced to insecure but I hope it does not disappoint you. <laughs> There's no way it can disappoint you. I don't, I don't, so I don't think it is. But Issa's the main character who also is Issa Ray in real life, right? She's Issa mm-hmm. D. Mm-hmm. You know what I was about to say? Broken. Broken. That's really. <laughs> yeah, it might be shocking if you're if you're um, of a prudish tendency. This is true. I try to watch it with my teenagers because I think she's mature enough, and she was like. Oh, it's just too many, it's too much. But she's from Nebraska, so I get it. Okay. So, so I was like, okay. Fair. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so, oops. Okay, back in the hut. Back in the hut. So, Jackie, how did we learn, how did we figure out that we both watched this show? Um, yeah, you said something about Insecure, and I was like, you watch Insecure? And you're like, Yeah. Huh. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, my yeah. goodness. Why were you surprised? Just think because it was a predominantly black show. I wouldn't think that it was something that you would watch. That was me. That you would watch. I think that's me, you know, being prejudiced. Like, hmm. mm, she wouldn't find it interesting. Because typically, like, people, I don't know. I guess mainstream media has me thinking that, you know, the only people that indulge in black entertainment are black people or that can enjoy it and maybe if you're seeing somebody that doesn't look like you it's not as enjoyable or maybe not maybe you don't relate to it as much so you would not stay with it yeah I was a little worried about bringing it up to you because I don't want to be like doing that thing where I'm like see I watch a black show (laughs) you know whatever that is like you know trying to be like I just genuinely love that show and love to talk about to people about that show because it's that good, though. And it's, it's so a, good. It's a product of Issa's, what is it, Adventures of an Awkward Black Girl that she mm-hmm. started in Harvard. She, she went to Harvard, 
started this show, the YouTube channel, which parlayed into all of this. And I'm just like, Is there a book as well? There is a book Is there a book well. out of it? Mm-hmm. How, have you read that book? I have not. I have not. Yeah, me neither. Good. So we've got something to go to. So, Issa. Yeah. Issa, main character. Issa, whose boyfriend or ex-boyfriend is Lawrence, played by Jay Ellis. And best friend is Molly, played by Yvonne Orgy. Yvonne Orgy. And whose group of friends is Kelly, played by Natasha Rothwell, who is just so dope. And I, she's so good. And she's apparently not like that. She's apparently like polar opposite in real just, life. She's pheno- just playing a character. Yes, phenomenal writer. She's I think she's so the wife funny. of SNL. She's very talented. I am sure that <laughs> she's like writing her own stuff. Then you got mm-hmm. Tiffany, played by Amanda Sales. And if you watched all that back in the day, that's from Amanda from, <laughs> Amanda from all that. Then you've got Amal plays her brother. These are like not, those are the main characters. And then Chad. Chad's kind of a main character, played by Neil Brown. And who else? Who else? Who's, who's, Andrew's kind of a main character in a sense, right? He, he comes in later. He comes in later. In later seasons, he's yeah. He's played by Alexander Hodge, who I think is an, he's, he's an Aussie or a New Zealand. I remember looking up that he's, I think he's an Aussie or a New Zealander. I can't remember. And then you got Nathan, played by Kendrick Sim- Sampson. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty much the the characters in the mix. There's some that come in and out, but those are for season four. Those are, yeah, those are the mix. I think where we have left off season wise, yeah. they're teed up. They got renewed, right? Another one's coming. Okay. Yeah, he better. It's yeah. going to be a strike. <laughs> no, be a it's really left on the cliffhanger, as good shows do. But I'm afraid. I'm not going to say I'm afraid to talk about it because if you haven't watched it, I'm just going to say spoiler. You should stop watching. Stop yeah, listening from here forward, we're just going to talk about what happens in the show. We introduced you to it enough. Hopefully, that was a thing where if you uh, haven't seen it, you pause here, go watch all of it. You're welcome. And then come back to us to debrief. <laughs> so we've been waiting quite some time. You've finished this for quite a while, and we had to talk about it. Do you see my face? Such sadness. I've been waiting to talk to you about this. <laughs> yes. Heartbroken. Very much so. What would you do if you were in Issa's shoes? So, bottom line. Okay, so you got to tell why you're asking what would I do. The relationship between Issa and Lawrence have been has been a together. They had a moment right after they broke up, but he was really, I think, just like trying to release his frustrations. Yeah. And then he came back and then he went hard at her because she had slept with mm-hmm. someone else during the time that they were together. And then... And Lawrence had let himself go. He wasn't he wasn't present. He was depressed. He was he says he says at the end he was depressed, but he didn't know how to say it or deal with it. And isn't that so true? Like if you're in the thick of depression, how do you say I mean, I've been there before. It feels it felt like so strange to say that I'm depressed. So it makes so much sense that he was just not taking care of himself, not looking for a job, not pursuing. So she had an affair. He found out they broke up. She fell for him hard. Hard. She realized her mistake and wanted only Lawrence, couldn't get over Lawrence, to the annoyance of her friends, couldn't get over Lawrence. And then here in the last season, Lawrence 
breaks up with a amazing woman, Condola. Amazing woman. Who has everything going for her, but he realizes in his heart he is not over Issa. And their chemistry on screen. Can we pause for a second? Whoever is doing the cinematography, Mm -hmm. that episode when they kind of went on that walking date. Through the art show? Through the art walk? Yeah. Yes. I don't know what episode, but Lawrence, the the per, who's the actor? He that directed was, one of them. He, he directed that. He I think he directed that one, and then the one after that, Kerry Washington uh-huh. did. Yes, like he directed that. I think that was the one that he directed, and, and it was beautiful. Mm. It was a work mm-hmm. of art. It was. I was just like, oh my gosh! Like, am I? I'm. I'm getting wrapped up. Like this better work. Yeah, and of course, it's <laughs> the second to last episode. Also, in the intermission from old Lawrence to new Lawrence, then she has a liaison with, what's his name? Nathan. Nathan. Mm. Who also has some mental health issues. We find out later that he's bipolar and has just realized it. So he drops out of her life for a while because of that. And then comes back in and is still very clear that he's very interested in her. Very clear. And I, I kind of feel like I, Nathan not deserves a pass, but like he deserves some grace with everything. And I really thought that she was going to give Nathan a chance. So side note, we both watch this with our husbands and I'm always interested from the male perspective of like, OK, so what do you think? And he says, you know, when people break up to or, or when people cheat most times there's more to it than just that one thing. You know what mm. I mean? Like he said, take you for instance, remember when you quit your job and <laughs> yeah, I do. I remember when I quit my job and he's like, the reason why we were able to still, it wasn't the fact that you weren't working. That was a stressor. It was all the other things that kept us whole. Right. It was all the other like it, I'm not mad at you. I'm not upset with you. So the fact that you decide, you know, that you decided that you were, it didn't, it didn't kill anything. He's like, so when Issa cheated on him, it was more than just him not working. It was more than these things. And I was like, but okay, I get it. But he was having his issue. She was like, he was like, no, I guess from a guy's perspective, it was like, no, it was, she was done. And he's like, I feel like relationships in for a reason in a lot of ways. But, um, he thought that she would, it was a smart idea for her to give Nathan a try, like just to, give him a try. I, was like, I think wow. it's a smart idea for her to give Nathan a try at, at this point, but I don't think it's the heart idea. She very clearly showed up at Nathan's house to, to help him move, but said it, said, mm-hmm. I just want to be honest and say, this is where I am. And he, yep. I mean, she could have, that was her moment. She could have, and she immediately said, this is where I stand and this is who I'm choosing. Which speaks to practicality and emotions. Like, I'm not going to do what's practical. I, my feelings, even my feelings were like, Lawrence is, it's just too strong. What if you get a chance? And we, you know, that I know that she said, you know, I put all this work into Lawrence and. Oh, and all this time. Her best friend, I don't know, I think, I just feel like Molly's trifling. 
I just... I mean, come on, Molly. I don't know what's going on with Molly. I think it's very hard. She wasn't written... She wasn't written very dimensionally in this last episode. You know, she just keeps making the same mistake. Which people do. Yeah. Which is a real thing, but... Oof. I cried the episode that they were face-to-face at the end and it was like maybe you just maybe it's just cried and then tweeted (laughs) (laughs) what did you say I just feel like sometimes platonic relationships are even more of a heartbreak than romantic ones because I remember having a relationship that was so long with a friend and and it came to that point where at some in some ways it was obligatory in some ways it wasn't and just the pain of like being done yeah or feeling like it was over it hurt yeah like I'm crying I was crying like what is going on here why am I crying yeah because it, you could see it in Issa's eyes where it's like, what? What did she say to her? I just think that Who we're... you are now and who I am now are not compatible. Something like that. <sighs> Molly, what I don't understand is let's back up to the block party. At the block party, Issa's finally making career moves. She's finally doing her dream. And it is not an easy dream, by the way. It's not like a, not to say that being a lawyer is an easy dream, but, you know, for the kind of professions where you study this, train in this, get a job in this, it's just you're on one track and it's hard work on that track and it's hard to stay on the track. But it's also a totally different skill set and also very hard to manifest something out of thin air which she does, and in the middle of it has a major crisis and is resourceful and uses Molly's boyfriend, which I do not understand. Like, I don't know what I'm missing about that beef, but it just felt real petty. So I've been through that Mm -hmm. with a friend where it's like, you're protecting this relationship that I'm not damaging Mm -hmm. at all costs, but like hurting me in the process. Like, I don't understand it. I'm not coming between you and what you and this guy have. And I think that Molly really felt like her her relationship with Molly, I mean, her relationship with Issa was threatening her relationship mm-hmm. with Andrew. Like, those two things are like, I'm not asking, I'm not saying he has to like me. I'm not saying I like to have to like him. Like, there's no mandate there. Like Yeah, it's nothing it, about Issa, but everything him, about Molly everything about Molly what struck me is that Molly which reminded me about my friend it's like the the relationship is beneficial only when you feel like you're the top dog yeah when you feel like you got your shit together and I don't we could be best best buddies yeah but even when when she you could see it be better she was more comfortable as alpha but then once Issa started to rise up and get her stuff to, because she was always ragging on Issa for not having her life together. And then Issa starts to get her life together, and I, and then she doesn't like that either. Yeah, hmm. and she doesn't like that either. Which also kind of t- t- tying into the other relationships on this show with 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 Kelly and Tiffany, right? And how that sort of 
the, the way the show tackles those relationships, I think, just makes it feel so damn real. Yeah. Like, so yeah. Real. You remember when Kelly was upset with Tiffany about the planning of the baby shower mm-hmm. and stuff? Yeah. And how that was like, oh, snap. Like, she's she's really mad. Like, she's... Yeah. It really puts you in those places of where people can hurt you, where your friends can hurt you, and how we process them as, as people. Yeah. And, and when... Kelly is calling um, Molly and Issa, or at least she's called, we see her call Issa to say, have you talked to Molly um, to kind of put that pressure on? To kind of really, really give that perspective. Yeah. The friend in the middle, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if there is one. One thing that hit me really hard was what brought them back together. And that was Tiffany, you know, Tiffany Mm -hmm. being in the wind somewhere in somewhere in LA in the wind newborn baby like I'm just gonna go in and I did not I didn't I don't know that I felt overly emotional but I won't full disclosure like I I did that shit (laughs) I did that shit and my husband who was my boyfriend at the time came to the door with the police like looking for me and I I acted like there was no problem wow I was missing (laughs) wow there's no problem here he's the problem I just need to like and would not process and deal with things and just went MIA as a coping mechanism so I can like kind of I kind of get that I get that of just like wanting to really be a nomad (laughs) because you're trying Mm -hmm. to find your feelings and find yourself because you know you're not yourself and then getting lost and wrapped up you know what I mean just trying to take a break yeah yep yep there's so much in a woman's identity that shifts from um being a person without children to being a person with Mm -hmm. children where you suddenly are existing in relationship to this other person and for tiffany you see her start to try and find friends who have kids so she sets she's trying even to set it up but she's basically like you know in her mind she's like it'll be okay if i have other people who are in the same boat but but by doing that, she's leaving the women who have been there for her and who are her support system. And there's so little. I remember people being really surprised that I are not realizing how distraught I was and how down I was after my first because I was smiling sometimes. So it just they were like, oh, you're smiling. You seemed OK. Um, and it is just a really hard time, even if you aren't diagnosed with anything mm-hmm. postpartum depression wise it's just a really hard yeah. time it's not something that vitamin b plus is going to fix because that's what mm-hmm. i was told <laughs> do you know what wow. I mean? yeah Take vitamin b plus yep. you'll be okay <laughs> take mm-hmm. some iron it'll just and i'm, I'm it's, i think that the, the way they dealt with those things was was really smart it was just really mm-hmm. smart. And even the idea behind the guys, if we switch over to the guys, um, when Lawrence was talking to Chad, I think not Chad, um, um, he was talking to, what's a Tiffany's husband's name? I don't know why I can't. Oh, I can't remember his name. I can't even remember his name, but Tiffany's husband's name, even when she, he, when they were uh, t- talking to him about having the baby, he was like, dude, we didn't plan this baby. Like, 
there's no like <laughs> like you have this idea of this perfection so like burst that bubble of tiffany and her husband being like perfect they'd like it like there mm-hmm. there was no perfect there buddy like you know that yeah. shit it ultimately is like shit happened we weren't planning on having kids for another two years into our marriage it's like oh here we go so i think it was just really smart and i think many people can probably relate to that yeah. So when you talk about this being a black show, yeah. it very much is a black yeah. show. It has lots of issues in it that are, are like how black people move through the yes. world. But it also has a like a ton of stuff that I could relate to as a woman with girlfriends, as a woman who's had babies, as a woman, you know, who's a, you know, struggling artist, producer, all those kind of things. I could just relate to her as a person. So it, it was this great model of black excellence, but it's also just human excellence. The show. But see, I'll tell you is that I guess that though that sentiment comes from I know that Girlfriends was a phenomenal show back in the 90s. So was Living Single, Mm -hmm. but they definitely didn't do what Sex and the City and Friends did. And we know 100 percent that Friends was a spinoff of Living Single, you know, like they just Mm -hmm. they were not accepted. That sort of media just wasn't really it didn't resonate with white audiences, even though they were like phenomenal, Mm -hmm. like really amazing shows saying we're all going through it. So I just didn't. Yeah, I I, I just I think it speaks to where we are in time. So do you think that those shows are equivalent to I didn't want my family didn't have cable at a certain point and then I just didn't watch much TV. So I didn't watch friends. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, I wasn't, I just wasn't on the radar for that mm-hmm. era. So do you think girlfriends and these type of shows are on the same caliber that this was already happening? And just now because of the way the world is, we're looking at them and yeah. saying, Oh, that's yeah, cool. I do. I do. I've, I, um, TV one only shows like black shows and stuff. And my daughter loves to watch uh half and half. Like, cause the show still, still daggum good it's about two half sisters and she loves it my son loves living single like it's like they, they stand up mm-hmm. you can watch them and still be like <laughs> or yeah and girlfriends oh my goodness my husband's a huge girlfriend's friend fan <laughs> you know good well i've got some tv to yes, watch then it's good it's good stuff and and here's the deal too is that women are leading this shout out to yeah. Issa Rae. let me just say this too because it's HBO, so there's a lot more raunchy stuff that you can do. She said, and if you go back and watch, you'll see that this is true, that when it came to nudity, the men would always be more nude than the women. Changing, shifting. <laughs> did, you, did you read that somewhere? Yes. yes. I was like. No, I didn't. I didn't, but I, I know it from watching the show. always will have, if they change the tables, they will always have more clothes mm-hmm. off, more nudity than the women. I said, mm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Get it. Get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, it, we've come to an end with the season, and I'm heartbroken. And do you want to? Yeah, for now. I want to know how long we have to wait until what? So, what's the next season? Is season, season five? five with COVID? I think, you know, it's only like once season a year. Five. I feel like <laughs> you have to wait a year. Yeah. And a half. 
but we're left with mm. we're left in a mess yeah yeah Whew. but we can always go back and rewatch which is what so. i'm doing which is what <laughs> to keep my life sane so what are your mm -hmm. hopes because we haven't talked about the cliffhanger i want to wrap you know like what what okay. what are you hoping for and what do you think about the finale I hope that she, mm, I don't know, because when you hope for one thing, it's hurting another person, I mean, potentially, because Condola is so lovable. Yeah, no one knows what happened to Condola, so the season finale ends with what? You just watched it. Ah, uh, yeah, so Condola, so basically they, so Lawrence gets a job in San Francisco, and he's going to move. And Issa's been cheering him on all the time. They're promoting each other now. Nobody's cutting anybody down. And Lawrence, and so he says, I got the job. And he says, what does that mean for us? And she commits that she's going to go to San Francisco with them if that makes sense. If that's what they both want to keep the relationship, then they'll do it. So they're in this place where they're basically committing to each other in this deep way where she would uproot her life and leave her friends and her family to go with him. And then the next day or something, that night, Condola comes over, and I'm very worried. At the, when I was watching, I was very like, worried that he slipped up with Condola because Condola is beautiful. Yes, she's super yes, talented. She's so smart. Like, she's everything. She's a full package, and she comes at And this is how it was to watch the episode, too. Lots of pausing, <laughs> lots of go back to bed. Go back to bed. So Condola comes over and she tells Lawrence that she's pregnant and that she's keeping it. And that he does not have to, he can be as involved or as uninvolved as he wants because he is very clear with her that he does not want it. What I find so satisfying in writing is when people say the obvious thing. I hate when plot lines are built around people just miscommunicating i know that happens but it is just to me like such a weak thing to do so instead of him trying to be the, you know instead of him not communicating he says to her i don't want this i'm i'm not in it and she says that's okay even though you can see it is obviously not okay because the only reason they broke up in the first place was because he told her that he still had feelings for isa because if it was up yeah. to Condola, and, they'd probably still be together. And Condola's at a point in her life where why not have a kid? Yeah. She said it. She's like, I I wasn't ready with my Yeah, she really wants it. And, you know, if I have to have a baby and it's just me and my baby, then it's just me and my baby. Which is a thing, right? With many women, it's a yeah. thing that it's like. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> So I hope that Issa and Lawrence can figure out a way to make it work. Because I think it's one of those things where if you zoom out, you could easily like fast forward this, the movie of their lives 20 years and see a scenario where Lawrence is the dad of this kid, but 
you know, I mean, there could be a rose-colored glasses view of another kid, and you guys have your hiccups, but then you (laughs) come together, and I mean, not to say that they had this sort of hiccup, but they are very well together, blended family after a lot of work. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. I can't say that I would be mature enough to make that work. So I don't know. But on the other hand, I don't want you to have to settle man-wise, even though Nathan is a tr- amazing catch, even though that could be great too. But Nathan, will ha- they'll have to work through, if she goes for Nathan because of this, then they would have to work through the fact that she chose Lawrence over Nathan Clear. very clearly. And then she would be coming back to Nathan because of this one hiccup, not because she wanted to be with him. Yep, yep, yep. Because she's still going to have that working relationship if she does, if she decides to stay. If Lawrence decides, hey, I'm having this kid, I'm going to stay in L.A., I'm not going to San Francisco and Issa uses that sh- the space behind the shop that, that Nathan has, like there's still going to be some relationship balancing there. And and Nathan straight said it like this dude. Yeah. I'm sorry. He was out of line, but his assessment was kind of fair. Yeah. And then he came back the next episode and said he was out of line and said why he said it. Ah. Uh, mm. I mean, tough, tough decision. decision. All of that chocolate. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both so pretty and so good. What did you say? We're going to have great babies. I'm just like, man. So here's to crying over mourning the loss of season four, but celebrating the birth of rewatching. And you have on your horizon, Yvonne Orgy's stand-up comedy special, and I... I'm here to say she's even stronger as a stand-up yes, than she is a, as an actress, I think. Yvonne or she because of Molly. Please don't. No, no, no. She no, because does of her role. Well. She's playing mm-hmm. this woman. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Who is, who, we, we all probably know a Molly. I definitely had a Molly in my friend group. Yes. Loved her. Love her still. Currently, she's still in my friend group and I still love her. And it's is what it is. You know. But what did you yeah. think? What are you hoping for? Who's your favorite? That's a thing. These are, are these, rhetorical. Are these rhetorical? Yeah, are these audience. to the like, audience? Or? Who's your favorite? Yeah. And what else is what else are you watching or consuming to help you to have a mental break mm-hmm. during this time that we're living in? Because there is just so much going on and you can't fix it all in a day. And so I'm finding balance by doing something every day, but also finding ways to allow myself a little break every day. And what's so cool about the show is they do not ignore the world we live in. By any stretch, so you don't feel like you're completely tuning tuning it out. You're watching real people live in yeah, the real definitely. world that we live so, in. I hope you enjoy Insecure and all the candy that it brings. <laughs> as, as as Hannah said, taking some things that'll allow you to see black excellence. So thank you for that, and thank you for joining yeah. us. Yes. And if you like us, 
Give us give us a review. Like, give us a follow. Rate, subscribe and review. I said a like, like, rate, rate, subscribe and review. You can do it. You can do it. Ping. <laughs> so stay open, stay curious, take a baby step to betterment and to relaxation. <laughs> and make it a great day closer to history. Peace. Mom. We're too much talking. Leo, you are not going to get Wally tonight. You did not. You were not very good. I will be good this time. Well, that was already your chance to be good, though. I'll promise I won't come in here. Wait. Okay, go out.